Hello and welcome to last week in finance. Today is October 31 of 2021. Let's start with the S&P 500 uh, up 1.33% for the week and we have an all-time high of 4,605 points. Uh, we had also all-time highs in the major indexes. Same thing with the Nasdaq, same thing with the Dow, and apparently the markets, uh, they are not concerned about any situation on the economy overall. The economy is slowing down, the supply chain issues, the people, the, the employee, employers that are not finding, they're not feeling, they're opening positions, and this reflation trade, quote unquote, it's been it's been taking over since year and a half, a little bit more of that. And, and apparently the markets are very, very, very bullish and with no signs of slowing down. Uh, we have a by the deep mentality and how how long this is gonna last we don't know but i mean we don't even see uh, a correction on the horizon with this very bullish price action and of course history taught us that when it happens it happens so well that's for now what we have on the market the dxy the us dollar index actually strengthening a Point fifty-three percent up for the week. Right now, the DXY it's at ninety-four point thirteen. Now, uh, the news with the with the currencies is that some central banks around the world started to taper in and try to strengthen their their currencies. Uh, we saw that on Canada, Norway, and maybe it's gonna trickle down, quote unquote on the major central banks around the world it's gonna happen to the fed i don't know right now uh, remember that we are waiting jerome powell to be confirmed on a second term at the firm at the chairman of the fed also there is a slight possibility that we see this woman lyle brenner also on being nominated as a chairman of the Fed, although apparently there is not uh, there is not much political will in order to do so, since this woman is kind of a socialist, and that will be that will be very tricky for the markets to digest. And, and and in the worst case scenario, it will be game over for the dollar. I mean, let. I want I, I want you guys to keep you informed around the situation with the chairman of the Fed, uh, but the most likely, according to Las Vegas and betting odds, is that Jerome Powell is going to continue as the chairman of the Fed. Now, let's go with gold. Gold actually slightly down for the week, 0.50%. Right now, the ounce of gold is $1,785. Silver, uh, way down for the week, almost 
and right now the ounce of silver is at $23.87. Copper uh, way down for the week, 3% down. Uh, copper has been barely, very bullish since the beginning of the week, since the beginning of the year. Sorry about that, uh, with this reflation trade. And right now, copper is at $4.37 per pound. The, w the WTI, the crude oil, uh, slightly down for the week. Also, an asset class that has been very bullish for the year. And right now, it's at $83.22 per barrel. Now the treasury bonds and uh, shredding on the week, the yield went down 7.60%. Remember when uh, when a bond yield takes a hit, goes down, is because that bond is becoming more valuable. Same thing in reverse. If the yield spikes goes up, that means that the bond is losing value, it's being a sellout. Right now, the yield of the 10-year treasury bond, with that's what we use as reference, is at 1.56%. Now, we have to talk crypto. Bitcoin still very bullish in the past few weeks, 3% up for the week, and right now it's over $62,000 and Ethereum way up for the week 11% and also it reached an all-time high this week right now uh, Ether it's at $4,400 per Ether and now that for the news from the week uh, there is a new jobless claim report that actually was the pandemic low uh, it was at 281,000 new people filing for jobless claims. Remember, people filing for these jobless claims doesn't mean they're going to get it. And actually, the federal government and the, the, the payroll, the, sorry, the unemployment protection the fed, at the federal level that these people had during, after the pandemic, after the COVID-19 strike on the United States and many people apparently are gonna are gonna have to look for a job again. Not all those discouraged unemployed people receiving these benefits, but also other people that was just on the sidelines during the during you know the heavy weight. The heavy wave mm, sorry, the wave, the heat wave that we had during the pandemic, the worst months, they were on the sidelines, but apparently they're still, they're gonna come back to find another job. So this number is the 281,000, it was the lowest since the COVID-19 strike. And, what, and that was very bullish for the markets at the middle of the week. Now, the main story that I want to talk about is this declaration of Jack Dorsey, CEO of Twitter, Square, well, you name it, the weird guy of the social media, well, 
all those guys are weird guys. Well, Jack Dor Dorsey mentioned about that hyperinflation might be coming to the U.S. and we've seen a very persistent inflation that is not quote-unquote transitory. But here's the thing. Okay, the inflation, it's a bitch. <laughs> we all know that every time we go to the grocery store. Uh, it's going to continue, it's very likely. Uh, it's going to be sticky among a lot of consumer goods and services. Yes. But here's the thing. In order to have hyperinflation, you need an inflation that is at least 50% per month, not per year, per month. Imagine that. Or at least 2,000% per year. And how do you achieve such levels of inflation? Well, first of all, uh, the economy has to be reckoning. The economy has to be completely destroyed. And it's not what we're seeing in the United States. Okay, the situation on the U.S. economy, the real economy, not the financial economy, is not the best. It's far from the best. But it's way, way, way better than what you will need do that. Remember, these hyperinflation situations happens in basically banana republics or countries that have been affected for a war. In order to do that, I mean, it's, it's not even conceivable, especially with the US dollar that is the world's reserve currency. So it's not going to happen. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's, it's just mm, scare tactics. Hyperinflation is not happening in the United States. What is most likely is that we have a stagnation situation during a prolonged period of time. To the circumstances, the Fed, the U.S. debt, the, um, the economy, the overpriced stock market, quote-unquote, if you, if you will. So, I mean, don't listen to these things that we're going to have hyperinflation. We're not. Moving on. Also, and this is not very good news, the personal savings rate plummeted to 7.5%. It was previously at 9.2% on the American households. This is the lowest savings rate that we had since the pandemic. I mean, since, you know, the STEMI checks, the unemployment benefits, and you name it. So that means people already, <laughs> people already blew up their quote-unquote STEMI checks. And also, the, the consumer sentiment increased. People spend even more so. People not only already spend their steamy checks on most people, but they also are getting credit, using credit again, credit cards and you name it, in order to keep spending. And remember, we are in a bullish season for consumer spending. You know, we have Halloween, by the way, happy Halloween, forgot about that. Uh, we had Thanksgiving, we had Christmas and we have New Year's. So 
it's gonna be very interesting and uh, apparently the average american is returning to their spending ways uh, they're gonna buy a bunch of crap on Walmart, on the mall, or Amazon, and they're gonna be in debt after that. So, your eyes on that. Also, I want to talk about go again to inflation. Now, how inflation affects the stock market? Okay, if we had a mild or moderate inflation, but I mean, nothing too crazy, that is bullish for the US stock market. Why is that? The market overall, not every stock per stock. Now, why? First, because um, historically, investing in a in an ETF, you know, uh, a stock market fund, you know, an, X, an, an SPY, the S&P, or the Dow, he's been historically outperforming inflation. So historically, it's around an 8% return per year, between 7 and 8. Okay, so people see it, and the, the stock market, the broad market overall, as a hedge against inflation and a good, a good yielding hedge against inflation. Better than gold, better than silver, uh, and more trustworthy than Bitcoin. I'm talking to the, the average investor. Now, what can remember, the, the stock markets and stocks overall are a proxy, should be a proxy, of the performance of a company or the economy overall. That's not what we've seen. We've seen a lot of growth stocks, uh, companies that are not making any money, but the expectation is gonna, is gonna be they're gonna make way more money in the future. That's what we see with tech companies. Now, here's the issue. If we flip from a inflation situation to a stagflation situation, that's bearish for the market. Why? Because in in that scenario we have high levels of inflation and also we have high levels on unemployment. That doesn't mean the economy overall, you know, the real economy is not doing great people are losing their jobs and uh, we are we're having we are having contraction on the economy overall on the economic process the average people is not having a good situation overall less purchasing less buying less new homes less new cars situation a little bit depressing it's kind of a the gfc but with inflation and that will be bearish for the stock market at one point and we're gonna have this huge correction if this stagflation environment really happens and i'm very bullish that it will happen some point unless we have some decent measures on the fed and the and the government and the economy overall and 
I'm not I'm not <laughs> sitting down waiting for that to happen. So hope that is very clear. Now I don't wanna go to the UK. I was reading this story on The Guardian regarding Brexit. According to a poll, Brexit harm UK economy. No shit, Sherlock. According to this poll, uh, 44% of people in the UK think that Brexit is not good for the US economy. I told you many times. That is almost double to the 25% of people that answer that in a period before. Also, there is estimated that the Brexit is gonna is gonna reduce the GDP of the UK at 4% uh, in the next few years, and you have to add another 2% of the COVID recession. So, it was Brexit great idea. Well, now we're having the results. We have the numbers. No. It was a very bad idea just for xenophobic reasons. You know, people in the UK or some people in the UK, they don't like migrants. They don't want Romanians or Bulgarians or people from less wealthy nations within the European Union working under countries. And now we have the consequence. Okay. And I want to close with, that, with this uh, on the lighter note. Tesla market cap hit $1 trillion this week. One of only six companies in the market that hit the $1 trillion mark. Elon Musk's net worth is right now close to $300 billion US dollars. It's not only the richest men around the world, but it's $100 billion richer the Jeff Bezos that is the second richest man in the world right now. And it's a blowout. So it's, it's a beatdown. And well, it's just a funny thought. Elon Musk's net worth was uh, around 14 billion US dollars um, a few years ago, um, like four or five years ago. And now it's almost 300 billion US dollars. So imagine that. So I'm going to close with that. Thank you for listening. I hope you had a very happy Halloween. Happy Dia de los Muertos in Mexico. And we will see each other next week. Take care. Bye-bye.